Hi, this is Phil Parrish from the Caves and Lunatics podcast, a proud member of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 72, and we have tonight a Lunapic Modern Run review. So we'll be looking at Moon Knight, volume 7 by Warren Ellis, number 4, titled Sleep. Um, and you're with your High Priest of Conchu Ray tonight. Unfortunately, Connor uh, has found himself, I guess, down... In Mexico, he's on the run from a couple of uh, Mexican wrestlers who are looking to um, looking for his head, I guess. So, Konishu uh, won't be with us tonight, uh, but hopefully we will see Konishu soon. Hopefully he manages to make it back safe and sound. So, welcome, loonies. Uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, it's going to be probably a smaller, shorter show with just yours truly, uh, but we'll try to cover all the main things. Now, as I mentioned as well, we are going to cover uh, the Warren Ellis, Declan Shalvey, Moon Knight, Volume 7, Issue 4, Sleep, and it actually has been covered already, uh, to an extent, on one of our Isla Ra sessions, and that was with Scott Weatherly of the 20th Century Geek podcast and that can be found on episode 54 of ITK so if you're keen to have a listen to that um, just have a listen in our back catalogue but anyway um, Moon Knight issue 4 was one of Scott's Isla Ra books so we did touch upon it it was the um, I think it came in at number 3 or 4 of his 4 books so we did discuss it we didn't discuss it in length but we had a good yarn about it Uh, so technically we have covered it already but um i thought it'd be just good to you know just tick it off and and say that we've done the the formal thing and uh and give it a proper lunapic modern run review tonight so before any of that though i've just got a couple of things Mm, by way of news not so much news i guess discoveries um and they're they're quite exciting in the loony community Uh, the first thing off the ranks would be uh, the YouTube MCU film. Uh, this has been done, acted, directed, written by a fellow loony by the name of Alex Lumen, and uh, he posted up on our Facebook group that the film, his Moon Knight film, is ready for viewing. So it's actually up there on YouTube now. You can you can have a look for it yourself. A couple of the loonies have already already watched it. It is a fan film. Uh, it has a lot of dedication, a lot of passion put into it. Uh, but just bear in mind, yeah, it is a it is a fan film. So um, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting thing. I've I've still got to go through all of it. I think it's a good part of half an hour. Uh, but it's uh, if if you want 
to see Moon Knight on screen, then this is one of the chances you can of seeing, uh, I guess it's, a, from what I've seen, a Mr. Knight, but there's also a kind of quasi-Moon Knight, um, not so much in a cape, but, but definitely in a hoodie. Um, so, yeah, a bit of fun there. I'll put that in the show notes. Again, it's also in our Facebook group. Uh, just check out the posts there. But um, very exciting stuff for, for any loonies. And well done, Alex and his team or crew for, uh, you know, all the hard work that goes into making a film. Um, I know for sure I've done a few student films back in the day at university and uh, there there is a lot involved so to come up with a half hour film is uh, pretty substantial so well done again Alex um, the second bit of well actually I'm just kind of thinking there are actually uh, two other bits of news the first one I will shout out I want to give a good shout out to the Capes on the Couch podcast now I discovered these guys i came across them only just this past week and i have to tell you loonies it is something you'd really want to really want to give a go uh particularly if you do love the likes of of moon knight um basically what these guys do um and i have been chatting with one of the hosts anthony uh anthony sitko the other host i think goes by the moniker of just dr issues so i don't know his real name but there are two of them dr issues is is a psychiatrist and they combine conversation um, with superheroes and uh, and psychiatry so basically they've done a fair few episodes already Uh, i've already listened to the moon knight one which is really interesting anthony also happens to be another Amiga level loony. I mean, this guy has written a blog and uh, and you can hear it on the episode when they talk about Moon Knight. He is really, a really dedicated, uh, a really passionate fan. I think he's got all the issues, much like a few of the other loonies that we've come across in the community. Um, but he's also cosplayed as Moon Knight. Uh, he met met Declan Shelby uh, and and has managed to take a actually quite a memorable picture of him pretending to break the wrist of Declan Shelby I thought was quite funny Um, and uh, yeah and and Shelby remembers Anthony from that day as as um, a cosplayer dressed as Moon Knight Uh, Anthony has also told me as well he's got um, artworks commissioned by um, Sienkiewicz and also David Finch, amongst others. So he's a real, uh, a real bona fide loony uh, when it comes to collecting. Um, but and that, and that comes across in the show. Uh, so not only have they done Moon Knight, of course, but they've done the likes of any, basically any character you can think of, with a potential mental condition. So just off the top of my head, there's one of Multiple Man, which I can't wait to have a listen to there's one of the joker of course i think the first one that they did was of eddie brock venom um there's also um typhoid mary i don't think that they've done scarlet witch i'd like them to do scarlet witch um i think that would be pretty cool um but i think the latest one currently is on wolverine which would make for a very interesting one i mean you could basically I guess pluck any character out and put them on the couch, really, and uh, there'd be something interesting to talk about. 
But anyway, again, I will put this in the show notes. A shout out to Anthony. How are you going? Welcome to the Looney Group as well. And uh, thanks for putting out such a cool podcast. So definitely check it out, Loonies. It's um, it's well worth listening to. Uh, well, that's about the news that we have for tonight. Um, I think probably now what we'll do, I'll uh, take this opportunity to let's go to a quick break and we'll come back with our Lunar Pick review. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on. Yes, welcome back, loonies. This is the Lunar Pick Review for tonight. And again, beautiful music there by Delita. Thanks once again, our um, custodian musicians who have supplied generously their original music for the show. Uh, Yes, and as mentioned at the outset of this episode, we're doing Moon Knight Volume 7, Issue 4, because, of course... Conchu has decreed it. It is a waxing crescent up in the sky. So uh, if you cast your eye, if you're close to a window, have a look outside. You'll probably see Conchu's eye beaming down at you. Well, it's, an, it's a waxing crescent, so he's kind of like almost asleep or something, I guess. His, his eye is hardly open. But anyway, a waxing crescent determines a modern run review. And so we are doing, as mentioned numerous times, Moon Knight Volume 7, Issue 4, titled Sleep. Now, this is available um, in single issues, and I've checked as well. Apparently, there were no variants to this issue, but there was a second printing released on the 16th of July, 2014. So for any collectors there who want to get every single sort of iteration of issues... Um, there's a second printing of this. Uh, it is available <clears throat> on Comixology and on Kindle or Amazon. Um, we'll supply a link in our show notes as well, where which will take you straight to the Amazon Kindle site where you can buy it. Um, please bear in mind as well that if you are a Comixology user, uh, if you do purchase it through Kindle, it is still compatible, so your comic reader will still, uh, your Comicsology comic reader will still pop up with the purchase that you have. Uh, now I mention this also because we are um, under a Amazon affiliate program, so if you do purchase it through the link provided, uh, that would help the show very much indeed. So if you haven't got the issue, please consider it. Um, also available on Marvel Unlimited, of course. Uh, I think I did many rereads on Marvel Unlimited <clears throat> on a Warren Ellis run. And finally, on Trade, which is what I have got in my hot little hands now. And it is, um, it's the first volume. It's titled From the Dead. Uh, so that's, uh, if you're lucky, still available in comic book stores. Otherwise, I know online stores like Book Depository, um, you know, 
I don't know, Barnes & Noble or um, any other book um, sellers online will probably have it as well. If not, always just check out eBay um, or other second-hand sale sites. So, having said that, this was a, a very cool, a very cool issue. Um, and, yeah, as for the sliver... I guess the best way to describe it is a um, a dream researcher from Moon Knight's past comes to meet up with Mr. Knight um, because some of his um, some of his staff or people that he's doing research on uh, have been affected and have gone crazy, and he's asked Mr. Knight for some help. Uh, and Mr. Knight ventures into the research lab, finds a grisly discovery in one of the rooms, and the, I guess the killer or the reason for all this madness is brought to light. So that's basically the sliver of this issue, um, broadly speaking. Now this was a this was a cracker of an issue, I must say, typical with Warren Ellis's previous issues and subsequent issues um it is very it seems quite short uh, and the ending is very abrupt um but one of the big things about warren ellis and we've seen it in the other issues is that he has a close tie and um he has a nod to the history of moon knight which is really uh, i don't know any any loony would be appreciative of 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 um how ellis has integrated this into the story so a while ago we discussed issue three which was the um punk rock ghosts and there was a a slight connection there with issues 31 and 32 of moon knight volume one with um the savage studs um and the music box so there was a little nod there from Ellis, and in this one here, there is actually a little nod towards, uh, it's actually Marlene, Marlene's brother, Dr. Peter Alrone, uh, and uh, as many of you know, Peter Alrone was um, heavily linked towards Morpheus and towards the Dream. Um, actually, Morpheus uh, um, Markham was a patient, I believe, of Dr. Peter, her own. And anyway, so Dr. Skelton is in this story, and he is or was an associate of, of Peter, our own. And um, so there's a nice nod there right off the bat that um, there's a connection to, to Volume 1 of, um, of Mensch's run, which is really good. So... Um, you know, I'm just going to jump back and forth here because there are some great points here. So we find out, obviously, at the end, Skelton is the one that has caused this horrible crime, which has um, triggered, I guess, uh, these spores um, to infect people's minds and dreams. And um, and that's what Mr. Knight goes through as well. Um, one of the great things here, I, th- I think, as well, is... Mr. Knight, in general, is just really good in this. Um, but the, I guess the level of violence is not really um, is shown too much in this issue. Well, actually, it isn't shown too much at all. So you only really see it where he actually wakes up from his slumber. He realises what's going on. Dr. Skelton 
believes that Mr. Knight has been possessed or is under the influence of whatever it is that has been affecting everyone in the building or in, in the research lab. Um, but Mr. Knight is actually has his wits about him, and so he busts through the door, he grabs Dr. Skelton, and he just smashes him. And I guess one of the points here I wanted to say was um, there was no, there's no real grounded violence in this until that point so it's actually quite has a, a quite a big impact when you do see it uh, because you do see a lot of blood he mr knight smashes skelton's nose against the desk then pulls him by the hair up and over the desk and then slams him and at the same time punches him into the ground uh, head first uh, really quite a vicious act i'm i'm surprised he's still conscious at this stage um but then this is where it all turns. And, and when I say it's really abrupt, it's like well, one, two, three. It's, only like, it's pretty much like four pages from the end of the comic that everything is just like bang. It just hits you straight away. So you get this violence from Mr. Knight. Uh, he, he smashes Skelton. And then he reveals under the floorboards of the room where he was sleeping, um, you see a, a corpse covered in, in some tarp. And... Uh, and in it is a, a dead man, but there is like a fungal growth coming out of his head. Um, quite, you know, quite disgusting. There are rats everywhere around there as well. Um, so what had happened, obviously, was this gentleman um, who died, he had a fungal infection in his brain, um, and he died in a, in the dream state. And it seemed that he was kind of, you know... We don't have to have everything explained, but he was kind of locked in there, I guess. Um, so there's that bit, but there's also apparently spores uh, flying out from this fungal infection that's coming out of his head into the air, and that was infecting people um, in the research lab to the point where it, it actually the violence is described by Skelton, so you don't see it. But at the very beginning, he talks of... Um, how some of the researchers, what was it? She bit off her, let me, I'm just trying to find the page. Um, he goes, yeah, um, so all the researchers are in hospital because his subjects have gone crazy. Uh, he said one of them bit through her own fingers while asleep and didn't wake up from it. Once we got her to wake, she started screaming about needing to escape her own body. So they've kind of gone mad and, and they get, it seems quite violent. Um, which is why Skelton believes Mr. Knight has succumbed to this, um, you know, infection or or come to be possessed as he understood it to be. But, uh, yeah, so it all comes kind of flooding towards the end. Um, and I found that, again, a, a really good tool by Warren Ellis. Um, but what it also does is kind of make it really abrupt, the ending. Um, but you kind of get used to that, I guess, as you go through his six issues. Um, so, yeah, so that's um, one of the big points. I'm going to bounce back now to the very beginning. Um, so we get a lot of violent um, aspects of Warren Ellis, but there's also a really cool touch of humour as well. I mean, you only have to look at the first page. I love it, and I wish there was more of this in the Marvel Universe. Uh, I wish it pops up. Um, Odenberger. It's a fast food joint. It's a burger joint, and it's obviously Viking themed, or uh, or even potentially Asgardian themed, um, and yeah, it it just it's a really funny way to to start off an issue, which is 
you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, a really dark issue. Um, but this is how we're introduced to Dr. Skelton. And anyway, you get a shot of the Odenberger, you, you get the, the staff behind the counter, kind of dresses Odin with the eye patch and the Viking helmet. Uh, and one of them says in Old English, what's thou like Odin fries with that? Um, you know, pretty just quirky, funny humour. Um, and then we see Skelton outside eating his meal before he jumps into the limo. And this is another point I want to actually bring, another awesome point. And I think we've discussed this a couple of times with Josh Geronimo Johnson, but it is Mr. Knight's limousine. Now, isn't this a thing of beauty? Um, it was seen again, uh, it's seen a lot. I mean, last issue, issue three, uh, it's seen in issue one as well. And now again, we have an issue four. I'd really like to see more use of the limousine um, in subsequent Moon Knight uh, adventures. Um, it, it's just really cool. It, it's kind of like his hub, and especially when he's perched in, in that command control center seat. He's got all the controls around him. It's all stark black and white. Um, the inside looks way bigger than a limousine should be, um, maybe just barely, uh, but it, it's really good. It gives a sense of, I don't know, for Mr. Knight... I don't know, a bit of class and, and a bit of mystery as well to him. Um, but anyway, so the limo makes a, is a good appearance in here. And this is where Skelton and Mr. Knight discuss basically the case. Um, and it's a really good, uh, it's a really good conversation uh, basically on the lines of how he knew Peter Arone and, and he spoke to Detective Flint and the newspaper um said that Mr. Knight actually speaks to Detective Flint. So this is how Skelton gets in touch with Moon Knight, Mr. Knight. Um, and then he goes on to, you know, there's some research jargon about um, about dreaming, um, which he does, uh, which he expounds to, to Mr. Knight, uh, but says you probably don't understand any of it. Uh, but I love it how Mr. Knight says, oh, um, I am. I am precisely qualified. Dreamers are people who travel at night. That is my specialist subject. So he is absolutely not phased at any technicalities. He's not, you know, he's not overwhelmed by all this jargon that Skelton throws at him. He is supremely confident that he is the man for the job. And uh, again, it's a nice uh, portrayal of his confidence through through Warren Ellis. I think it's. Um, very well done. Uh, similar to all the other issues as well, we get that, as we've mentioned before with the other issues, we get um, that kind of cinematic introduction where you get the four horizontal panels um, on top of each other um, saying Marvel Entertainment Presents and then you have flashes here um, uh, of the title and then and then the, the subtitle of the issue. Um, it's probably a good time now here to... Uh, mention the art <clears throat> now of course can mention again yet again Declan Shelby's fantastic art and um, the beautiful portrayal of Mr. Knight but I actually want to give props here to Geordie Belair uh, this was a monumental issue uh, to colour I can imagine it was a lot of fun uh, basically because of all this um, psychedelic um, imagery and hallucin 
hallucinations that Mr. Knight goes through when he's affected by the spores. Uh, and Geordie Belair does a fantastic job here. Now, I read somewhere as well that, um, well, I think it was maybe on Twitter, someone posted up one of the the awesome images, and I believe it's the one where it is the almost um, crab-like um, beast. So you see Moon Knight, a small speck of Moon Knight in the foreground, um, taking on what looks to be like a, a mixture of a, a jellyfish, um, some mushrooms, a, a crab or some sort of crustacean. Um, and I remember Geordie Belair commenting on this uh, image. And she actually was, I guess, not disappointed, but she was kind of, she wished she would have done it another way. Like she said, I think, I think she had a vision for how the colours would come together there but it didn't really quite come off the way that she wanted to. Um, I think it's great. It's a, it's a great splash page, and it works well with... Um, I'm watching it, I'm looking at it in trade. It actually works well um, offset against the page next to it, which has uh, Moon Knight looking at what seems to be these corpses flying through the air and a fiery sun up in the distance. Uh, I think it works well because there are, there are hues of, of uh, orange and yellow in it. Um, but... That's not the only thing. It's, it's all the preceding pages before that. Uh, it just seems like Belair just goes to town with the colours. And it's really, really nice to, to watch. Um, it's certainly very different from the issue prior. So in issue three, with those punk rock ghosts, there was a lot of like muted greys and greens for that. Particular greens for the ghosts. This one, you've got really vibrant... Um, environment colours across the whole spectrum. So um, Belair uses blues and greens together, but she contrasts that heavily with like fluorescent kind of crimsons and um, magentas. It's, it's really nice. Uh, so definitely worth noting um, yeah, uh, the colours here. And and of course, the um, the art by, by Declan Shalvey is brilliant. I mean, there are there are so many memorable images here. Of course, the first one, well, one I'm looking at is um, with Moon Knight punching Skeleton to the floor, just saying shut up, um, just with one fist um, straight down. We also have across the page him busting the door down with the door just splintering. Uh, really many, many really great images. Um, this ghastly image of when Moon Knight is in this hallucination realm or dream realm uh, we turn and, and we find out um, at the end like we find out looking back it, it's actually that the corpse under the floorboards his his spirit and he turns around and he's got mushrooms coming out of his eyes saying I can't sleep and I can't wake up and so then <clears throat> that is a little a little uh, hint of what's to come and in retrospect you you understand the context of it now uh, really good stuff um, yeah, and all these splash pages. Again, I'm looking at this other one, which really brilliant idea. I've got to call out the panelling here. Uh, again, uh, Declan Shelby uses four um, four panels uh, stacked up on each other, like horizontal bands of them. Um, the panels are broken up with what looks like crescent, uh, a crescent moon, which I tend to think it is uh, Moon Knight gliding around in a round. Uh, and... You put these four panels together and it's a massive picture of... It just looks like a human skull with um, 
with mushrooms and spores coming out of it. Really good. And again, a huge highlight for Geordie Belair's colouring there. Really good stuff. Um, so yeah, um, also another good point I think is we do get to see Warren Ellis gets to show us both Mr. Knight and Moon Knight. So we see Mr. Knight basically in the real world um, as he meets up with Skelton and goes into the room and goes to sleep. Uh, but once he falls asleep and starts dreaming, um, he turns into Moon Knight. So for Looney fans, you're satiated by having both, you know. If you have a favourite, well, one of them's here. Oh, you know, both of them are here, you know. If you love both of them, then, you know, they're, um, they're here for you. But um, it's, it's really good to see. I, I was, you know, I, I do love the hooded Moon Knight myself. I love them both, but if I had to pref- have a preference, I would prefer the caped Moon Knight, so it was good to see him in the, in the latter part of this issue. Uh, and yeah, he, um, uh, in, in the classic design by Declan Shalvey, simply awesome. I just keep on thinking of the um, Hasbro Legends figure, which is just an awesome figure, um, which I have on the shelf, um, and brilliant, uh, yeah, so brilliant design by Declan Shalvey. Um, yeah, so we get both sorts of Moon Knights there. Um, and uh, let me see if I have covered everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, so those are basically the main the main portions of this issue that I guess I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, so having said that as well, uh, I will give this, if we were to do a moon rating, I would give this a... A pretty damn good waxing gibbous so that would be an eight or nine out of ten i really did enjoy this um and for those that do know ellis's run oh man there is a big one to come issue five which is uh, one of my all-time faves um but this this gets up there as well it's, it's a very a very compact uh, a very thrilling story uh, again like with warren ellis it's it's deceptively simple the story there's really not much to it but it's just the way he tells it which makes it so interesting and he's got such a strong team here with Geordie Belair and also with um, Declan Shalvey Uh, it's just brilliant so yeah so I'd give it yeah a waxing gibbous for um for this issue Uh, so loonies check it out if you can now also I did forget um just before the break i had well i guess we'll get we'll get to that in the uh into the spectacle but anyway um well here it is <laughs> we are at the spectacle now so uh, again a shout out to the youtube mcu i think it's marvel fan films channel go check it out it is um directed written starring alex lumen and a whole cast of others uh a really fun amateur fan film um so if you want to see mooney on screen go check it out uh the link will be in the show notes uh, again capes on the couch podcast with anthony sitko and i hope that's your pronunciation uh the correct pronunciation anthony uh, please let me know if it's um if it's otherwise uh so anthony sitko and his co-host the psychiatrist dr issues uh, that's on capes on the couch a really good podcast and what I forgot to mention as well was another podcast which I am absolutely thrilled to 
to have discovered. Um, they had been bandying around for a while, actually, uh, ever since probably mid last year, but um, their podcast episode actually hadn't got off the ground up until I believe it was like last week or the week before, and that is Tomb of Ideas, the Marvel Horror Podcast. Now, this is awesome. It's um, It focuses on the, obviously, as, as the title suggests, the horror titles of the Marvel Universe. Um, so they've already, well, the, the episode, uh, well, the only, the first episode that they've done, uh, they've covered the likes of uh, Morbius, the living vampire, in a, a Spider-Man issue, as well as Man-Thing. Um, I think those were the two main ones. Uh, I can't wait, and I'm sure you can't wait either, for them to cover Werewolf by Night. I got in touch with one of the the hosts there, and, and they will definitely be going through the whole run of Werewolf by Night, so that should be exciting stuff. Uh, we all know um, around 32 is where we get our boy Mooney coming in. So uh, probably a while yet, but uh, definitely should check out the the prior issue reviews to that. So yeah, so Tomb of Ideas. Um, Check that out. They're on Twitter. Um, That's probably the best place to check them out first. Or check out your podcast catcher. Just try Tomb of Ideas. Again, I'll have links in the show notes. Let me just chuck this in so i won't forget uh yes so uh this is going to be a short one loonies um next phase we have a waxing gibbous so that will be a trade arc review and uh and this has actually been influenced from chats with anthony from capes on the couch uh we haven't done it yet so actually i would be pretty Excited to be doing the Scarlet Redemption arc from the Mark Spector Moon Knight run of the 90s. So this was largely um, written by um, J.T. Mateus. I hope it is J.T. or is it J.M.? Let me me just quickly check Loonies uh, because I would hate to be wrong. And now you can... Oh, I can't even find out. Okay, well, anyway... (laughs) By Matthias, um, The Scarlet Redemption. It is a... I describe it as a very cerebral um, arc. Uh, it really does oh, paint a ambiguous picture of Scarlet, uh, Stained Glass Scarlet, and that's, and, and that's a, a good way, saying that in a good way. Um, she really does blur the lines of, you know... Does she love Moon Knight? Is she really his enemy? What's going on there? Really, It really does blur um, what you make of it. I mean, I guess we'll get through the issues, but you could you could decide for yourself with her ultimate actions. But um, it's masterfully written by Mateus, so um, we'll look forward to that as well. I also have a note here, and we have actually done a little boo-boo to all you loonies out there. So uh, what I've just discovered, and a big thanks to um, to Orion Petitclerk for his spreadsheet on a catalogue of all Moon Knight's appearances and cameos and such. Uh, we, in a classic run, we actually should be getting into um, Doug Mensch's Moon Knight Volume 1 already. Um, so we've actually gone ahead a little 
the last classic run that we've done was Avengers 211. That was in 1981. Now, Moon Knight Volume 1 it was already released in 1980. So we're going to go back. Uh, next classic run. Um, it's not for a while yet, so just cast your eye up into the sky whenever it is a um, waning crescent. Uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll start looking at Moon Knight Volume 1, which should be a ripper. Can't, can't wait to get into those um, those issues. So we got there, finally, um, in the end. Really, really fun stuff. Okay, loonies, well, that's it from me for this short sharp episode um, again you can find us on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com we have a blog site at into the night podcast.wordpress.com we're on facebook with a page facebook.com slash itkmoonnight and we have a facebook group it is growing every day thank you so much for joining everyone it is facebook.com slash groups slash itkmoonnight we have a Twitter account. Uh, the handle is no surprises at ITK Moon Knight. Uh, we are on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube. Just search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Um, and also just check all your po- uh, podcast catches. We should be there in some capacity. Uh, if not, then we also have a link to our RSS feed, which you can just plug into your podcast catcher of choice. Finally, on iTunes, it would be uh, would be forever grateful if you could leave us a review. Uh, if you could leave us a five star review, that would be even better. That would just help other loonies such as yourselves to find this podcast. Um, it's always great to to meet and uh, interact with with new loonies who've just come aboard. Um, each and every one of them bring different things to the the group. It's just really fun, um, so we'd really love to get out there and spread the good word. Um, so yeah, so if you can leave a review, that would be fantastic. Okay, well, I think I'm going to be out of here. Um, thank you so much for listening, uh, and yeah, as we always say, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.